Well, hello, everyone. Welcome again to another edition of Two Dads in a Ball. Today, we have a special guest with us. He is the co-host and co-consulting producer of the Cash Consideration Show, Carl Haskell. You know, it's a pleasure finally getting to meet you myself in Vegas. I guess that's already been a month somehow. Uh, you know, had a lot of fun talking sports, you know, at the book after the round of golf. You know, I'm joined, as usual, with Big Nelly Buckets here. And, you know, we're just going to, you know, Talk a little sports today. <laughs> so for the guys who aren't going to bring up L.A., you're bringing up L.A. 39 seconds into the show. That's I had fantastic. to. Take the Dodgers. I mean, Take we're showing, under. not telling. <laughs> it tells you what the state of Boston sports is when I'm wearing a Bruins hoodie. Right. Right. That's how, that's how things are around here. <laughs> Excited to be on with you guys, though. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I and I missed – been a big fan of the cash consideration podcast for a long time um getting to meet dave and hear you and newbie talk and hash it out um it's really great job super sad disappointed finding out that you were heading out to vegas um with the boys and that was little brothers my only brother uh his wedding weekends up yeah. in northern california um it would just go go figure but yeah, one of the at one of the at one of these points we'll make it all work in nba march madness march, march madness i'm coming 100%. back Hundred percent. So, Kmart. Okay, this is this is where two dads, one ball started. Was the one ball was originally basketball, and it was college basketball. Kyle and I have, I think, missed a combined three days of the March Madness tournament, being out in Vegas in the past sixteen years. Right. So we're thirty-seven right now. So we went as soon as we turned twenty-one. So wow. I think we've, we've cumulatively missed three days, um, and I think two of those three have been since we became dads and we had some you know, fatherly responsibilities. I, so. I somehow got there kids. this year with a newborn and I still don't know how it happened. Um, <laughs> Those but... damn kids ruining everything. Yeah. No, people, you just got to set the expectation with the wife early and know what they're getting into. Like March Madness, you, you can't touch that one. So That's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so for those of you, if you don't follow the Catch Consideration podcast, I got I got it. I think this is a good time to A, give Carl some credit um for his anything but hashtag so carl has the anything but hashtag and you are what now four sports four sports yeah i actually four just took seasons? out yeah i actually just took out the uh, whip snakes in the premier lacrosse lacrosse okay. league this year so it's actually five sports now five sports in so if you don't know he he basically pits his favorite so like last year for nba it was anyone but kyle's lakers or the Brooklyn Nets, two right. very easy teams to sort of to, to hate on. I will say for this year, right, you've kind of walked out yourself out on that platform, though, for this year for MLB, right? If you hit this one in MLB, because um, you've, I think you've called, you've upped it to three teams. I do. I've got a three-teamer going out. on. Yeah. And this one's this one's going to be tough. You're, it's it's, it's going to be, be tough. tough. So why don't, you, tough. why don't you go through who are your three teams that yeah. you were calling for in any one but yeah. this year and for MLB? Sure. So the whole thing started with uh, Kyrie going to the, to the Nets, and I'm not a Kyrie fan. So that's how it all got started. I just said, if anybody wins other than them, and it kind of snowballed. Uh, and I took out a football team last year. I don't remember who it was. I took out uh, the Lightning this year in the finals. And this year, I don't know how I'm going to pull this off, but I'm trying to take out not only the Dodgers, but I'm also trying to take out both New York teams at the same time. Really, it's 
for me, it's become a salary thing. They're just spending money hand over fist. I can't imagine what Aaron Judge is going to get if he goes to the Mets next year, which they were talking about. And just preemptively, I'm trying to take them out, even for next year. But um, I just want anybody to win other than those three teams. I don't care if it's the, the Guardians. I don't care if it's the Braves. Just can't be either New York team or the Dodgers. I'm sorry, Nelly. That, that's okay. What do you have against New York? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Are you I'm just saying, you know, Brooklyn Dodgers. Everything. I mean, it's just every every team has a tie in New York. What's what's going on there? <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, come on. It's a Boston thing, man. You know, you can't like anything out yeah. of New York. Fair so enough. I think so. For MLB, right? You go back. I think your best right. The Houston Astros is probably your best chance out of all yeah. this. So, and you know, Kyle and I have I think chatted on pods like as a Dodger fan. I you know. That year that we won, everyone calls it the asterisk year. I was hoping that we would see Houston again, right? That was the team that I wanted to see. You know, we saw Tampa Bay and that was fine. But I got to imagine, you know, if if you dodge three very big bullets this year, I mean, that's really going to be something. It could be the end of the hashtag. I don't know. I'm a little bit nervous. I'm a little bit nervous, but you know what happens in the playoffs. Anything can happen anything in the playoffs. And it, it, it's not a one-game thing, and at least in MLB. But, uh, yeah, anything can happen, and I'm hoping I can pull it off. Absolutely. Um, before we get into to football, I have one other question. And, and I heard you're recording your next episode of Cash Considerations later tonight. Yep. Is Newbie going to be unbearable in a couple weeks here with this Eagles <laughs> stuff? Like, you know, he's already – he he does. He, I mean, we we know his 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 love for Philadelphia sports is he, yep. he does not hide it. Yeah, he's um, he's I unbearable. Imagine he's flying high. He, you know, he's unbearable about the Sixers already, and the fact that his football team is three and zero. Actually, he's one of those guys that newbie's not listening to this, right? Don't listen, newbie. Don't listen to this part. <laughs> newbie's one of those guys that his team could be seventeen and zero. And he would still figure out how they're going to lose the first game in the playoffs. <laughs> so as much as he is, a, he's a season ticket holder. Mm-hmm. He mushes his team every time he goes. Oh, but right. um, I, I really think, honestly, I think they're the class of the NFC right now. I yeah. can't believe I'm saying that. Newbie, don't listen. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting to see how you what you guys hash it out. Yeah. Um, I mean, Dave on Bostonian versus the book, I think on Monday, rocked his whole Eagles outfit. He so. did. He, he, did. he jumped right on board. So yep. that'll be it. That'll be a good listen. It will. Fly Eagles fly. Oh, jeez, he's so, got geez. he's got a damn song. He's got to play the Fly <laughs> Eagles song. Oh yeah, oh, it's awful. Yeah, I mean they look they look impressive, but you know, it's a perfect segment into you know NFL. Neil, I'll I'll kind of pin it to you first here, but what's been anything that stuck out with you? You know, biggest surprise? You know, out of you know, all of the teams, whether it's a positive or negative, you know, who's taking the biggest step versus who's, you know, taking, you know, a step back that's surprised you. Well, I think the biggest step for the biggest step forward, obviously, was is the Eagles. I don't know, really know how you say otherwise with what they've how they've looked and what they've been able to do and all the questions sort of, sur- you know, swirling around Jalen Hearns. Is he going to be able to throw? Is A.J. Brown going to make an impact um, with a guy that maybe doesn't throw the best ball? I mean, I think that's been. That's been for me, and I don't want to overreact to anything. But from a, just three weeks in, I mean, they're deserving so far of all the the love and the and the hype that they've been getting so far. 
Right, yeah. I mean, I'm trying not to get too involved with it, but for me, it's, you know, we, we talked about, you know, obviously every division, and the Jags, to me, have impressed me. And it's defensively. We always, we kind of knew Lawrence was going to take a step. I mean, at least he should with all the praise he was getting, you know, is, is a freshman at Clemson. But that team, you know, looks like they're rolling. Um, the defense, I did not see that coming. Uh, you know, turning the ball over, getting points, just setting their offense up. And I, I what was it, Neil? Seven and a half this season win total over under. And I kind of scoffed at mm-hmm. it in the – Yep. I mean, I know, I know it's a long season and it's early, but to me that, that looks like a, you know, I'm going to be like, no one's listening to that. Right. Cause I'm going to look very <laughs> foolish. How about you, Carl? Yeah. So it's funny that you guys say the Eagles and the Jags and they're playing each other this week. So nice job. Uh, the surprise right. for me, honestly, is I said at the beginning of the season in our preview show that there was no way the Dolphins were going to be any good. And they still may finish eight and seven, but um, I am shocked as hell that they are three and zero and that they beat Buffalo. Um, I know they were playing at home and it was a heat wave and all that, but um, shocked that uh, Miami sitting there at three and zero. So I won't lie, I I did not see one play of of that Dolphins Buffalo Bills game, and they were in our contest. So you know, I think there's a minute or two left. I saw they're up twenty one nineteen, and it was like, oh, sweet, you know kind of regardless it's it's a push at worst you know if they end up going for two so i'm like all right guys you know we're off to looks like a three and oh start and then i don't know i think the next day i look at the box score just out of curiosity <laughs> how did they not not only did they cover that game but win it outright like 40 to 20 minutes in terms of possession that's that's insane uh, like so i don't know if it was it looks like the Bills only had one turnover. So I, I don't know if anybody saw, you know, exactly what played out, but that to me was like and that and that that's the sign of a good football team is winning these ugly games when you should, you know, be probably getting blown out by twenty. Yeah. And and how they did it with I mean, Tua looked like Rocky Balboa at the end of Rocky One when he went down and hit his head on the turf and somehow he comes back into the game. I don't know how they allowed him back into the game. Um, but for him to come in and, and carry the team to the to the two point victory is just unbelievable right. in, in my mind, even with the butt punt. So, <laughs> so and I think there's something you said. I don't know. And Carl, have you ever been to a? I mean, and you'll know because you're the the East guy with the Pats in that division. Like, I feel like this is sort of that Miami narrative in September when you have to go down to play in Miami. Oh yeah, you know that this and it kind of in, would fall in line. That heat in the second half, because Buffalo, I think, scored touchdowns on their first two drives, because I had the over in that game, and I'm sitting there, it's like 14-14, I'm like, oh, this is great, and then there was just nothing, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, free money, right? It's free money in Buffalo games, but um, is there something to be said about, like, that that heat? Because I think we've seen it with Patriots going down there and getting blown out, you know, first month of the season. Yep. Um, Uh, The Patriots actually went down on Tuesday in advance of the game Tuesday or Wednesday in advance of the Sunday game to get acclimated with the weather, even though it's been, it's been pretty hot somewhere up here that they were practicing and, you know, in camp, I don't know when Buffalo went down. I didn't really pay attention um, to when Buffalo got there, but yeah, there is a significant uh, advantage to playing down. Just like there's an advantage of, you know, New England playing up here in, in January. Cause we played, yeah. we played a lot of games in January up here. Uh, <laughs> 
and uh, but there's a you know there's a distinct advantage playing up here and in, in Green Bay and you know some of those some of those locations uh, in the winter. So uh, yeah, huge advantage for Miami. Yeah, nice little nice little plug there for the Patriots. Um, <laughs> let's let's talk about your old offensive coordinator because if we're gonna do a most disappointing team. I don't see how, I mean, like you have to go to the only 0-3 team in the NFL, and it just so happens to be the Patriots' old offensive coordinator and McDaniels heading to my favorite city, Vegas. Um, I mean, that just doesn't make any sense to me, um, th- what that offense is doing. I don't think it's him. I He's been around a system. I said it. I, you know, I said it on on, on our preview pod. I thought that the, the addition of an adult in the room to go along with Derek Carr, who right. was the adult face of that franchise, given the all the chaos. Like, I didn't put anything on because I thought that that division was too good to to overcome. But I'm, if I had to, I was I would have bet that over eight and a half season win total line. But I'm really surprised at their inability to score, um, given the tools that they have, given the mind of McDaniel's. What are what are what are people out in New England saying about him? Yeah, so a, a couple of things. First of all, they're saying that Belichick is brilliant in not hiring an offensive coordinator because they knew McDaniel's would be available in Week Six. That was a great um, tweet, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the thing you got to keep in mind is they've been in all three of these games. They, the, their yeah. biggest loss is by six points, right? Yes. So they're within a touchdown in every game. They've got Derek Carr, who we think is a, is a good quarterback. He's not one of the elites, but he's a good quarterback. And having their new receiver in Devontae Adams, I mean, that's huge. Um, he's looking for him all the time. I am surprised, honestly, that they are 0-3. I picked them to compete. in the. I may have actually said they were going to win the division, but I'm going to recant that now because I look like an idiot, so I'm not going to talk about it anymore, even though I just said it here. Um, I, I'm really surprised that they're, they're 0-3. They could be – very easily, they could be 3-0. and um, So – very surprising that they're zero and three, and I do think they'll turn around. They'll probably finish five hundred. I don't know if they're going to make a play the playoffs now, starting zero and three, but uh, I can see them finishing, you know, seven and eight, eight and seven. Sorry, yeah. What's yeah. the math? Nine and eight, no, eight and nine. nine. Eight. Sorry, nine, eight, eight, nine. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they might forget to play two games the way it's been going, <laughs> That's true. but yeah. Yeah, I mean that that would probably be the most surprising. I mean, oh, and th- but I mean that's what makes the NFL great. I, you know, to go into a trend, I think underdogs are hitting you know close to sixty percent. You know, already this season, and you know, obviously there's always value in taking the points, yada yada yada. But I feel like there's finally more parity, and even Richard Sherman said it on his podcast this week is. You know, there's the whole moniker any given Sunday. Yeah, we all we've all heard that since we were kids, but it it's finally showing up where there really isn't that much difference between I don't want to say the top, but maybe you know from teams four to thirty two. Like it's it's just really about coaching and consistency. If you look at Kyle Shanahan, it's it's about keeping your players healthy. You know who's gonna who's gonna actually get through a season healthy. And, you know, when you go through that, who has the depth and the coaching to, you know, fill those gaps? Yeah. And I think it makes it tough on us, too, as batters, because you're looking at some of these games and you're like, oh, I don't want to pick this game. Oh, I don't want to pick this game. And suddenly you realize you passed on 16 games and you're going to start all over again. Right. Because there are a lot of games that uh, I don't know what the hell to do with them this week. That's and and see that I I think probably from, you know, the fate you and, and our buddy Chris Duke is when I see a game and I'm like, oh, 
I circle it now. Instead of throwing it away, I actually circle and be like, I'm probably saying that because it's a good bet. And, you know, I, I've kind of tracked some of that. The, the more scared I am, you know, the more I'm like, man, that is, what am I doing? It's, they win half the time. Like even the Colts last week, you know, the contest brings that out five and a half. And you're like, oh, but I mean, we've been doing this contest for five years now. I've been burned on so many, just taking the square, laying it, you know, thinking, yeah. oh, we're good. No, I, I can tell you, our, our man Dave on our show last week said, Indianapolis is live to win that game. And I, right. I, I had Kansas city written down and he came to me. I said, I hate when you do this, Dave, because you do this all the time. I, there was absolutely no logical region reason for the Colts to win that game last week. And they, and then they did. Right. Yeah. And it was again, one of those, one of those areas where they started off hot and you're feeling good. And then Matt Ryan being Matt Ryan, turning the ball over team, making mistakes. Next thing you know, they need that. What? 16 play three hour long drive just <laughs> just to have the opportunity uh but you know that, that's great you know that's why we watch um but is is there anything like what neil and i do so there's two more guys in our contest yep. what we do is just pick our favorite three and just kind of choose from there it, it yep. kind of helps in the sense of instead of all of us trying to find five we agree on, I just like it where it's, it's essentially blind for the most part. Cause you just get four different cappers, if you will, Sure. you know, just choosing what they like. So I don't know if there's, you know, if you've had time to really look in, you know, this week already, but is there anything standing out where you're, you know, going to be going to Dave and saying, I, I like this, this is, this is something I'm putting the mortgage on. Yeah. Um, I'm putting the mortgage on green Bay this week. Um, Cause Bet what you know, right? And I know that Brian Horrier is a horrible quarterback. Um, I think that that's coming Ma- from a Patriots fan. It is guys. coming yeah. from a Patriots fan. Um, you know, with Mac Jones in there, you know, maybe they stay within a touchdown. With Brian Horrier, she's this is going to be ugly, and it's a four o'clock game to a four thirty game. I mm-hmm. it, it's going to be one of the only games on to watch. It's going to be terrible. I might go fishing or something else instead. That's how bad this game is going to be. Yeah. Is Brian Horner one of those quarterbacks that's really there, just there for like in the room? Oh, yeah. He's a coach. Because if it's not, he's a coach. Right. He's yeah, a coach. He's a coach. He's, yeah. he's a coach in the room. Yeah. So he's de facto, he much exactly. versus being, he's one of those backup quarterbacks that it's much yeah. more about. It was, it's identical to what the 49ers did in the offseason. You know, they didn't expect to retain Garoppolo. So that's why they signed Sudfield just for the quarterback room. Yeah. And then when everything worked out and Purdy turned out to be great, that's why they're like, peace. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's why they do it, because you, you really don't want to plan on, you know, a contingency for your starter. No. Yeah, I know you need to, but you really don't want to. So it's just about when they're young guys bringing in that, you know, coach like player, you know, because we've seen that work so many times. But yeah. exactly. I mean, if uh, honestly, if any of the 32 teams loses their, their number one quarterback, they're done. Yeah. Right. It doesn't matter what team it is. Maybe San Francisco. I, I think San Francisco. That's, I think that's San an outlier Francisco got, this year. Yeah. I think they got better uh, when Garoppolo mm-hmm. went in. For At least this th- season. For this season. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But you go to any of the 31 other cities and it, it, you're done if your starter yeah. goes out. And Brian yeah. Hoyer, 0 and 11, his last 11 starts. So file that well, one away. We could actually make Ooh. a case for Cleveland, too. True. 
I mean, it's true. Well, when Deshaun comes back, I mean, we 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 saw it with Jimmy. You know, he had he didn't have an off season training camp. I guess Deshaun had that. But when you talk about real game and yeah. that speed, that that's difficult. Yeah. And you know, you saw that really come into effect on some of you know those miscues or just timing, whatever you want to call it, on Sunday Night Football, and you could see see that from Deshaun as well. I mean, we saw it in a preseason game. True. Well, I mean, he's got a, he's going to have a lot of rust to knock off when he gets back. He's it's almost two full seasons. He's going to be gone. So, right. but yeah. he's still. I still think he's off field issues aside. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. How about you, Neil? What are you? Uh, what are you going to be bringing to me as your? Uh, I want this in. Well, what did I send already? I mean, that that did, you got Detroit in there. That Detroit line for this week is was was interesting. I like to see that one and just but it's the lines come down it opened six and a half moved mm-hmm. down to four right now and that's you know injury based i'm thinking is all i can really find right with amon ross st brown is questionable obviously swift we know well swift are holding out they just haven't made it official sure. but it's they're holding them out the yeah. next two games until their bye week so we'll right. have three think, weeks off yeah and that's swift but that's fine they've got a decent enough backup in williams and but and amon ross St. Brown's going to be the big one, but this one just something about this now that it's come down to four just smells and almost wants to like is holding me off like there's something else because we're just we're talking about mm-hmm. the sea the Seahawks right like the yeah. Seahawks going on the road to play a 10 a.m. game in Detroit like where people are excited about Detroit like the the way that this number is reacting actually is causing me more concern than it is it's one of those weird ones that I would prefer if the line stayed six and a half to take Detroit. The fact that it's gone to four, it makes me like, makes me think that I'm missing something that's bigger because this should not be four. Everyone's going to look at that. Oh, Detroit over minus four. I don't even have to lay a touchdown at home for Seattle all day. Like that yeah. concern, it, it, it inversely concerns me that the line's gone. And I mean, I'd agree with you. A touchdown. Well, I don't remember when it was when I started looking at, you know, week four lines. I don't know if it I, I highly doubt it was Sunday night, so it must have been during Monday night football because that was also a great game. Um, just kidding. <laughs> but, but I saw the minus six, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to lay that. Like, Detroit minus six? Who's going to line up for that? And then once I saw the injuries, you know, Tuesday morning, it's like, eh, then the line's four and a half, now four. I agree with you. Now it's like, uh, are we overanalyzing it? I don't, don't know. What do you think, Carl? Yeah, don't we overanalyze everything? I mean, that's what we do, right? Wasn't it a lot easier when you look at a line and say, well, I think they're going to win this game by more than seven, that's and the you, you make the bet, right? right? I mean, yeah. it was so much easier back then. Simple and nothing's lines. changed. It's still the same ball, still the same yeah. rules <laughs> for the most part. Just we overanalyze the hell out of everything. Um, I can't fathom that we're sitting here talking about the Lions being favorites. I still can't get past the fact that the Lions are favored in any game. They could play my high school, and I'd still be concerned about them possibly losing. Um, but I, I, I do agree with you. Seattle going, playing a 10 a.m. game is pretty tough, um, even though it's Detroit. Um, yeah, I think here on a Wednesday, I'm, I'm leaning toward uh, the Lions mm-hmm. as, as yeah. well. Yeah, and like I have a couple, I have a couple bets I like. I've placed, you know, three games this week, but man, probably don't worry it's not it's not my niners but the one i'm looking at right now man it's probably the saints you know that london game because when you start going you know you got that two and a half and it's it's again it's that what 
but it, it's it, it's really comes down to defensively, you know, what the Saints are able to do. I mean, we kind of go back last week to, you know, the the Packers and Bucks game was almost identical to the week before, you know, with the Saints and Bucks, minus those big turnovers in the fourth quarter. Because Saints led 3 nothing up until the fourth, tied it at three, and then the turnover barrage came, as it can happen. So I, I, know, I know Jameis is working through, you know, some – I, I wouldn't be able to get out of bed in the morning if I had that, you know, I'll be quite honest, but defensively who they have, you know, uh, on their line as well as their corners with Lattimore, I think, I think opposite him, he might be, he's questionable. So, I mean, that that's where I pause right now, but we've already seen what Minnesota, you know, is capable of if you take away Jefferson. And that's what I think the saints can do and plus they can get home as well so kyle so, would you would, would you like the number even more if they said dalton was going to start for the, the saints it, it probably it honestly probably wouldn't change me too much because it's it's really defensively on what i'm handicapping it on because i i don't know what i'm going to get out of Jameis. is, is that end. official that dalton's starting uh he took some i last i saw he took some first team reps but i would just go like the reason right they only lost that game against Tampa Bay what, two weeks ago simply because they just tried to go like Jameis just tried to say, I'm going to take over this game and sort of we just saw what happened. It didn't work out so well when he decides, like, I'm not going to be a game manager. I'm going to sort of be the, the home run hitter. And right. That was Jameis's 30 INT season going back when he decided I'm going to be the home run hitter. Um, kind of would like to line more if it was like you said, I think it's going to be a, a lower score. And I don't know what you're going to get out of right cousins now in an earlier spot, right? We know how he is at prime time. He's terrible. There's some time. gnarly. I mean, speaking of trends from earlier in our show, I mean, there's some gnarly London trends too. Like, I, for, I forget what, what they, I don't know if anybody knows them, but I, I remember last year, it's just, and even the Jags, when they go there, they just always seem to win. In London, but that was like all they could do. <laughs> well, this is the Jags. This is the this is kind of new. I don't remember either of these teams going overseas. No, I'm just saying in general, there's been there's been an over. I didn't know if anybody knew it. I just know there there is you know one whether it's the home the home team or you know what it was. I'm sure I'm sure Matt would know. Yeah, I know. I stay away from the games over there. Um, yeah. Unless it's baseball and it's the Sox and Yankees and they scored 26 runs, I think, in uh, six <laughs> innings or whatever the hell it was over there. Take the over. But uh, yeah, I, I'm very leery of taking a game where both teams have to fly so far away and their schedules are all messed up. I don't think it's good quality football. It's going to be like yeah. a Thursday night game over there on a Sunday morning. Right. Yeah. Neil, anything else you want to touch uh, touch base on? So I'll take the one. I'll take one last one for me because I thought this was sort of gross. One of those games that you stay would I would normally just stay away from. I kind of love the Cardinals, and I don't know why this weekend, but I love the Cardinals going to Carolina and only a point and a half. They're getting a point and a half right now. Mm-hmm. Like there is no one racing to the window to bet the Cardinals after how bad they've looked, and I think. I think that's the type of spot that I generally would like to be on because I can't right can't imagine the regular person saying, "Oh yeah, Cardinals, that's my that's my team this weekend." 
you know, go into Carolina. Let's go on the road with Kyler as bad as he's looked. Like, I think that's sort of just one of those spots that I say, hmm, maybe, maybe I'll be yeah. one of those guys. I actually go like into, that. Go into, the, too. go into the window with a Cardinals ticket. And I will actually be out in Vegas. So I may just actually walk up to a window and bet Cardinals this weekend. Unless Dave talks me out of it. We'll see if he, <laughs> he walks me, nah. escorts me away from the book. <laughs> On that one, go put it on a hand of uh, Casino War for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny. So CH, what does a Boston guy do? Obviously, you're wearing your Bruins shirt because let's face it, it's not going great. Yeah. Not Cel- so Celtics. There's high hopes for Celtics. Little drama, but still, yeah. the play on the court should be solid. You didn't do anything stupid that you have to be relieved that your team didn't trade for Kevin Durant. Thank goodness. Ruin everything, right? I know you were very worried about that. I was. Um, you know, they moved from, I think they were plus 450 to win the title, and now they're, I think, plus 600 um, just since the stuff last week. I, I suppose it's fair. I mean, you got an experienced, somewhat coach coming in to take over the team. The, the talent on the floor is undeniable. I think that yeah. on the floor, I think they're the best team in the league. Um, you know, there's definitely some good teams. I, I would love to see a rematch with Golden State because uh, that would be a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, looking forward to that. It's going to be very interesting the first 10 or 20 games to see what, how they respond to the coach because um, they got off to a slow start last year. Even up till Christmas time, they were kind of wishy-washy, and then they poured it on, you know, once the calendar turned. So I'm hoping that they get off to a good start this year with the new coach and, uh, and see what happens. Agreed, yeah, agreed. Yep. So, so we are going to wrap up here. Uh, anyone, again, shout out to the Cash Considerations podcast with CH at What's Up CH on the Twitter. Uh, newbie, the, our guy from Philadelphia, big fan. And then obviously Dave Sherapan, the Sports Consig. Um, check their podcast out, sign up. Um, one of my favorite parts is the very end where you each get what's called your Take a Minute segment. You each rants on whatever you want to. I don't think any of you subscribe to the minute part of the take a minute <laughs> because these rants are, are are real and they're passionate. But we wanted to give you the opportunity. We'll end. Give us a take a minute segment here. What's up, CH? Oh, man. So there's a little bit of pressure on me here. So um, like Nelly said, we get a minute at the end of the show to say kind of whatever we want about whatever we want. And um, last week I had to, for my real job, fly down to D.C. And I was there for a few days and flew back. And I don't know what's wrong with you people when you're getting on an airplane, but Jesus. First of all, listen to the announcements. When they say we're boarding group one, get the hell out of the way and let group one get on the plane. And then when they call your group, that's when you get in line. You don't all crowd around the stanchions so that people have to fight their way through you. And then once you get on the plane, Find your seat, put your bag up on the overhead, and sit down. Don't stand in the aisle. You don't have to talk to your grandmother six aisles back. Just get in your seat, put your seatbelt on, and shut up and let's go. Also, if you're still wearing a mask on the plane, and I know, I get it. Some people need to wear masks. I get it. There are medical conditions, whatever. It's been two and a half years. If you're not covering your nose at this point, what's the point if you haven't figured that out yet? And then lastly, please. If I'm on a plane, even though it's a quick flight from Boston to D.C., I'm only on the plane for an hour and 15 minutes. When you come over and ask me if I want something to drink, and I say, yeah, can I have a Coke? When you give me the soda, give me the can. 
you can't give me the whole can. It's 200 bucks for the flight. You can't afford the 14 cents it's going to cost you to give me a full can of soda. Please, you give me a cup of ice with a splash of soda in it, and it pisses me off. And that's my minute. Thanks, boys. That I really pisses me, me off, on. too. <laughs> All right, guys. So thanks for it. listening to another episode of Two Dads in a Ball. Again, with our special guest, Carl Haskell. We will see you next time. Thanks.